As I suspected, the Ten Commandments story out of Arkansas, right here down the street, literally from where I'm recording, becomes an even bigger deal as somebody runs over the monument less than 24 hours after it's erected. Yes, the monument's been destroyed less than a day since it's been up. Meanwhile, the troubled marriage between the Knicks, the owner specifically, uh, James Dolan, and the general manager being one Phil Jackson is now apparently over. Plus, Time Magazine asked the man obsessed with fake news to take the fake news cover of Time Magazine with him off the walls of his restaurants and his hotels. This is some of the uh, pretty fine storytelling that we jumped into yesterday, and hopefully uh, you will agree. You agreed with some. We'll talk about what you liked about and what you didn't like across the day in today's podcast. This is the Daily Recap Podcast for June 29th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your moderator for this podcast from This is the Conversation. This is the Daily Recap Podcast for today being June 29th, 2017. And what this is is a recap of the conversations, the stories we put out on our social media feeds and our website that you responded to. You told us which stories were more interesting or not so interesting and which ones you wanted to see more of. Uh, Today is a Thursday, so tomorrow we will record the top stories or those stories for all day today. And we will get into our weekend wrap-up, where we'll go through the top 10 stories that got a lot of attention over this weekend. This week, we had some pretty big stories that got a lot of big attention. We thank you so much for sharing uh, this podcast and our feeds with your friends, with your neighbors, maybe with some enemies as well. Uh, So we got more reaction and a lot of people joining in on the conversation. We thank you so much for that. Uh, So to do that, basically, if you've not seen us on social media or seen us online yet you just heard us on the audio version it's very simple to be a part of the game you follow us on social media we work in twitter at th underscore conversation we're also on facebook at this is the conversation and our main website is this is the conversation.com you can go to any of those places and see what's going down in more or less real time as we post them and just react to the stories you know like them share them tweet them retweet them re-facebook them uh respond to them reply do what you like to them leave comments on this on the website as well and we basically tally them up and see who gets the most response and how uh, that reacts to other stories. That tells us which conversations you want us to talk more about, which conversations we to talk less about. But to be honest, sometimes the story just catches my attention and just gets out there in the feed and we just see what happens. Now, we'll see what happened with the stories we had uh, all day for your Wednesday. We started off with the vaccine for the for vaccine for the uh, PETA, not PETA, of, um, not virus, the ransomware, not quite a virus. But so... As of yesterday, as the second day of the second wave, you can say, of this ransomware was going down, uh, someone found a vaccine, a basically a, a sort of pill that you could take to keep your computer safe, but would not go back and kill the virus, kill the ransomware itself uh, from its source. And it's fairly simple, fairly clever. Uh, the ransomware, just like a lot of these things, are looking for odd, weird files that don't exist on your computer on purpose. When it doesn't see that file, it knows this is a computer that I can attack, and it attaches whatever it needs to. If you, for this virus, for this actual um, ransomware outbreak, uh, you can add a specific folder, a specific file with the no file name, and it, the more details are in the link if, if you go back to the website. You can add a little file into a certain folder, and when it goes looking for a certain file, 
it finds this file, and this file is to- tells it to, no, no, man, back off and back away. It's not the official, this is what you're looking for. They hadn't quite found it yet, but they found this little bug uh, where if it looks for this other file, so if it finds this other file in the process, it knows to back away. So right now a vaccine, as far as I know, no real kill for the PETA, not PETA, not PETA uh, ransomware going on right now. We also got very early news in the NBA. NBA is a big deal right now because the season's over. Uh, they just finished the draft, and now a lot of teams are trying to put together their big teams uh, before uh, they get through with their summer leagues and see how they're going to do with their rookies, get the main rosters together before they deal with the unsigned rookies and the rookies they did sign. A big deal happening yesterday for the Knicks was not for players. It was for the general manager. And the Knicks, James Dolan's being the owner and Phil Jackson being the general manager, have mutually agreed to go their separate ways. Essentially, Phil Jackson was getting fired, and they wrote up a nice press release to say that they decided they could do different things. What does that mean for the Knicks? Well, that means the Knicks won't be forced to take on very bad former Lakers to be their coaches from now on, probably. They also won't have to deal with the triangle offense, which only worked for Phil Jackson, and essentially uh, only worked because he had Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan playing for him. I think that had more to do with those two than maybe the actual triangle. And we'll see if the Knicks are able to do something special with that unicorn they have uh, that they uh, drafted a few years ago that people were freaking out about, who is now essentially the star uh, of the show. We still have Carmelo Anthony still in New York City. We'll see if he stays there or whether the big trades and the big uh, free agency market will find a way for him to join some other team in a supermarket. Meanwhile, uh, in in Houston, a supermarket happening where Chris Paul leaving the Clippers, the first rumored to be just a free agency sign, now then turned into a deal where Chris Paul goes to the Clippers. Chris Paul goes to the Houston Rockets from the Clippers. The Clippers get a whole bunch of other guys. Basically, the, the backbone of the team that wasn't named James Harden went over to the Los Angeles Clippers as parts that may or may not be used for that team next year. Two teams will be totally different because of this one trade, and we're just early in the trading season for NBA basketball. Now, the story that I, I, I was so interested about, so excited about yesterday it hadn't even popped up in the feed yet or by the time I actually started recording. We put it in there to load in a little bit later, and it did not It did not disappoint, trust me. Uh, Arkansas erected a Ten Commandments monument on its state capitol grounds. They did it two days ago, and they did it after a two-year battle with the Supreme Court to uh, basically have this constitutional. The battle was so weird that um, a group here in Arkansas called the Free Thinkers put up a uh, proposed a monument that essentially was uh, a satanic goat head um, uh, to put next to the Ten Commandments because if there were, if this religion was able, then any other religion could go there. So the satanic group wanted their thing up as well. That was not passed, and after two years of fighting, this one was passed as a full standing established religion and something that had been happening before. Other states have Ten Commandments monuments on their grounds. Most notably, one in Oklahoma where someone knocked one over about a year ago. Let's bring us to about this time yesterday where I'm walking into the building and someone is telling me that someone knocked over the monument they just put up the day before. It just so happens that a man uh, took to uh, social media, pulled up his phone while you know driving up to the monument at 5.15 in the morning, hollered out freedom, gunned his truck, and ran over the Ten Commandments monuments. Yes, knocking over about 22 hours after it was erected, about 7 o'clock in the morning 
on a Tuesday and then about 5 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, it was knocked down, broken, done. Now, this is uh, gets really weird because the guy that did this, number one, apparently had a GoFundMe uh, campaign uh, to raise money to replace the truck he knew he was going to destroy in the process. Uh, about $20,000 he was looking for to replace the truck. And two, he's the same guy that knocked over the thing in Oklahoma a year ago, which I already mentioned. He's being currently held uh, here in uh, Pulaski County uh, detention for destruction of uh, public property and all those randomish things. But uh, it's amazing how sometimes, some way, some people believe they have the right to overturn other people's rights. Now, you may or may not agree that a Ten Commandments monument should be in the Capitol grounds. But you obviously don't have the right to just drive your pickup truck over it. Or at least this guy thought he did, but apparently he really doesn't. Now, the pink slime lawsuit has been settled between ABC and uh, the the meat packing people. Now, let's back this up a little bit. ABC News and Beef Products Incorporated, yes, that's what they're called, they reached a settlement for $5.7 billion in a lawsuit they claim that the story that ABC ran back in 2012 misled viewers and caused hundreds of layoffs. Now, ABC announced it had reached an amicable resolution. I can't read very well, but that was a quote. Between the two companies and themselves, terms are confidential, so we'll never exactly know what said what and who did what and how it came down. But the money has been paid, and that's essentially all that's important. The attorney for BPI, his name Dan Webb, said the settlement was vindicated, or sorry, the settlement, the settlement vindicated the company and its lean, finely textured beef, the product that ABC dubbed Pink Slime back in 2012 in the report in the news. You may remember that, seeing Pink Slime uh, for uh, being made into what was looked like uh, patties and all that stuff when it was basically washed and rewashed and overwashed beef. So this settlement is done, the pink slime is over, and pink slime is very tasty. Although it's still probably not the best for you, but pink slime itself is not going to kill you. The creator of Paddington Bear, a man named Michael Bond, died at the age of 91. Paddington Bear, of course, getting a revival lately in a live-action or CGI-ish movie featuring Nicole Kidman, of all people, as the villain. And, of course, sowing new life in books and in various uh, TV stories as well. Patting a bear, of course, uh, the bear who loves marmalade. He was found um, in a train station, uh, abandoned by his mother with a note to say, take care of my, my bear, uh, wearing boots, wearing a jacket, wearing a big rain hat. You may remember him from your childhood, or you may have seen him in the revivals. Uh, a well-beloved character for children's stories, and the creator of that, Michael Bond, is now died dead at the age of 91. Time Magazine has asked, and asked him very nicely, uh, Donald Trump, the now President of the United States, to take down the fake magazine covers that he has all over his properties. Now, you may have seen this, because this is fake news incarnate, but for months uh, people have talked about going into Trump Tower or going to a Trump hotel or going to a, a Trump golf course, a Trump resort, and seeing a cover of Donald Trump on Time Magazine as part of the Wall of, of Fame. Everyone has their nice little me wall, and Donald Trump has, has the right to have one. And it's nice to have a nice national magazine cover with yourself on there just to uh, kind of show off. The problem is, the cover is fake. The cover never existed, and no one really knows where the cover actually came from. And there's lots of tells to the actual cover to show you that the cover is not a accurate accurate representation of how the magazine looks. But he's had those up there for 
decades, I'm sure, because it's a decades-old cover, and he's being asked to take these things down. He has to take these things down by Time Magazine themselves. Now, whether the man who is obsessed with fake news, as I said in the open, is going to take down the own, his own fake news that he's perpetuating on his own, I have trouble that word on perpetuating, but the fake news he's spreading on his own by being on Time Magazine's cover, which he has been, just not that one, we will see, and we'll see how soon it is. But Time Magazine is asking Donald Trump to play nice and find something else to replace those fake Time Magazine covers he has up all over the place. In the late story that we pulled up yesterday, Usain Bolt is preparing uh, for uh, world championships coming up in a couple months, but he had some issues uh, with a race, a couple of races in Ostravia, Ostrava, where he had to um, actually struggle to win. He uh, had to not quite come back from behind, but he didn't have that full burst of speed where he was like two, three lengths ahead of anyone like he's normally been because he's getting kind of older, maybe getting a little slower. And um, the guys behind him will probably be uh, lapping this one up and being ready for the the world championships, hoping they can pounce on Usain Bolt and maybe take him down. He's been essentially the fastest man in the world for a good three cycles of Olympics and championships. We'll see if a much older, maybe uh, more um, wily uh, Usain Bolt comes up to find a way to keep on winning if the speed and the power is not going to keep up with him, which age does catch us all. And our first story of the day is actually something that we posted essentially last night here, although it was apparently already Thursday there in Sydney. Uh, but Australian police charged a top Vatican official, top Vatican cardinal, I should say, uh, with multiple counts of historical sexual assault and offenses, uh, which is a big thing for the highest level of the Catholic Church. Now, Cardinal George Pell, who is Pope Francis's chief financial advisor and the Australian's most senior Catholic, is the highest-ranking Vatican official to ever be charged in the church's long-running sexual assault uh, scandal uh, cases. This is something that's been going on for obviously years and something that will probably continue to go on. Uh, But this is the highest official. He's officially attached to the Pope as being the chief financial officer for uh, Pope Francis. Uh, The Victoria State Police Department Commissioner Shane Patton said, uh, please summon Pell to appear in Australian court to face multiple charges of what they're calling, quote, Historical sexual assault offenses, and that meaning um, offenses that are greatly occurred, um, offenses that generally occurred some long time ago. So these are older offenses, but uh, the nature of them have not quite been released to the public. We're expecting they're not all that great if they're pulling such a high-level official and making such a big deal out of it. We'll see how this thing works out over the next couple days. Those are the stories we uh, talked about yesterday and the first one for this morning uh, inside of This is a Conversation. And we can't do it without having the conversations with you. You make it a conversation. You can help us make these conversations even better by just being in them. Respond to the stories as we post them on social media and at the website, thisistheconversation.com. On social media, find us at TH underscore conversation on Twitter. Find us on Facebook by searching for This is a conversation. And stop by the website because we want to help you out uh, as you help us along. We have something called the Conversation Survey Panel. It is a big listing, a database, a bunch of names of you people out there that we collect so that we can help get you paid for your opinions. We also offer a survey service for various companies and various groups. And as they approach us looking for people for opinions, 
we approach them to you or we toss them to you. If you want to get in on this, you go to the conversation survey panel form, fill it out, put your name in the hat, essentially. And if we find a conversation, we find a survey that we think you're interested in, we will send it to you and we'll pay you if you fill it out. There are no qualifications past getting in the list. Uh, we qualify you based on your first initial asking of the questions. If you want to give it a try, check out thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel and fill out the form. And hopefully in the next couple days, we'll start sending you some surveys. We'll pay you directly via PayPal. Uh, we're not going to get you rich. Can't promise big money, but a little extra change here or there. And, of course, you can say you maybe influence some big political thing or some big product thing. It's a great thing. So thank you for being a part of all our conversations on social media and, of course, right here in the podcast. For more information about other great things that I'm doing and sometimes not so great things, check out my main website, jclevenpain.net. I think it's pretty cool, and hopefully you'll like some things you're doing there as well. And in the meantime, uh, be prepared for more great conversational things to come along the way. I will see you in audio form in this podcast tomorrow as we go over a bunch of great stories, uh, some maybe not so great stories, and just some things are just kind of weird, but we're going to see what other things that you want to talk about all day for this Thursday when we wrap it up in tomorrow's podcast. So, we'll see you then.